Hey, USC Junior. What's up? Asher, what was your take on the game? You are finished! Finished by the Georgia Bulldogs! Just quit! You hear me? Quit the game! What's his name? Shaquille Griffith? Or Shaquille... Sha- Shaquina, Shaquille Griffith, Shaquille Griffith. What's his name? From I'm gonna let you just squirm on the no, line. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint, and I'm Daniel, and we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South, and one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed, just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs, the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint. What even is there to say on this fine Monday? Uh, what a weekend. Daniel, what, what a game. A what a team. All, all the I things mean, that you are feeling right now. All the things you wanted to feel before the game. You are currently feeling. It is a good day to be a dog. Goodness gracious. Saturday... Some could argue could not have gone any better for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, We will cover all of it today on the podcast. We will cover the highs and more highs and additional highs of the South Carolina game. We will get into who impressed us and what we saw. I'm sure we're going to be Debbie Downer on a few things because we can't help but be, even as elated as we are. I, I just have the feeling it's going to come out. It's going to seep out of our pores. It's 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 in my DNA, people. Yeah. I don't know how to be anything else. But even I struggle to find something that I'm not just elated about about this mm-hmm. game. Uh, we'll get into some other matters around the SEC. Uh, ours was not the only game of interest. No. Um, we will talk about... All that, we will talk about some uh, random hypotheticals and some absolute nonsense, uh, and we will look yeah. ahead to what is to come in the rest of this season for our beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Before we do that, uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, we, If you're new to the podcast, uh, we there's nothing special about us. We are just two guys who love talking about Georgia football. That's it. Uh, And so, welcome. Welcome to the conversation. Um, uh, Clint, you got anything that you want to bring up before we jump into South Carolina? No, I have been dying to talk about South Carolina game for hours. It's it's only been hours, really, since the game ended. Uh, And I've been dying to talk on this podcast with you people about this. And, and do a, a mini mea culpa. I put out on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this, uh, I took the point spread under on this. I thought it was going to be a closer game. I was nervous about it. You did. Uh, we, I, noticed. I, we noticed. We noticed. We all noticed. We were all here. 
Yep, everybody heard I was on record. I put my name on it. It wasn't one of my locks because um, I would never do that. Uh, but about two hours pre-kickoff, I came on Twitter and I said, screw it, people. Bury them. Make them quit. I'm all in. We're going to run them out of the building. Uh, now, I'm still taking the, the loss because it was official on the podcast. I said I was going to take the, the under on it. Uh, but I got, so, senses. I, came. Came, I got so geared up for this game. Listening to, and this is maybe where I want to start, listening to the chirps of the the i don't even know they're not fans i don't know what to call the university i have no idea how to categorize the people that were for south carolina on saturday other than some of the the people that i will never let near my children and also if you get me in the right mood i would go i'd go fists with you pretty quick let's start with the fans of south carolina daniel yeah there's there is an infinite amount of material here because there is no end to we um if you've been with this podcast for uh, a bit of time uh you'll know that um, as we led up to the season we counted down our grossest fan bases in the sec and i believe both of us had south carolina coming at coming in at a an admirable number four on our list. They, we they both, placed. Yeah. They were right there in the final four. They did not make the podium, the medal stand they of didn't. gross fan bases in the SEC. But it feels like South Carolina fans listened to the podcast and were personally offended that they did yeah. not rank higher on yeah. the list. And so for the last... I don't know, week, two weeks, month, eight months, however long these South Carolina fans have been talking about this game, they have been making it their personal mission to climb up the rankings. And Clint, I got to tell you, I can't, I, they've done it. They've done you, it. <laughs> you have done that thing better than you have played football and oh, competed well, at a high level, which to be, is to be fair, that's not a high bar. No, I, I get that. But you are now, if we did a revision, uh, I'm booting my third place team out and I'm putting South Carolina as the third grossest fan base in the SEC. Behind only Florida and Tennessee. That's, that's and it. That's, that's the company South Carolina fan now keeps. Again, I can't, it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult conversation because on the one hand, South Carolina is, is nobody. That's just the thing about them, is that they're nobody. They're just nobody. They're sad and pathetic, and the level of delusion that is just caked to these people is, it's mind-boggling. Even, even after the game, Clint, even, is, now, there are could, South Carolina fans. There are South Carolina fans who are saying, "Look, Georgia, you're better than us. You got us." Blah blah blah. I was wrong. But there are just as many South Carolina fans who are coming out of the woodwork to talk about how one play here or there and this game totally changes. They're not you're not better than us. You just executed better than us. I mean, right. what? Right. What? Yeah. No, they, we... they echoed the sentiments of their old ball coach up there. And Muschamp said, 
hey, we had them. We had them 10-17. If a couple of plays fall our way and, and, a, and a ball doesn't go off a helmet, we're right in this thing. And they ate that hook, line, and sinker, and they believed it. God, you did not watch the same game I did. Who no. are you? No. Well, I, I, can't, I, mean, I couldn't s- believe after the fact. Sure, eat your crow. Get, hey, by the way, uh, we need to come up with a new shirt. And it's we empty stadiums is just what we do. We empty stadiums when we come to town. Don't bother paying the the fee to get in, people, because you're going to leave gracious. midway through the third. And you're going to be embarrassed on your way. Tail tucked between your legs uh, because you don't want to be associated with USC Junior right now. And it was no. glorious to watch those Man. fans come out of, like you said, the woodwork trying to defend something. My gosh, it's indefensible, people. Just shut up. Lick your wounds at home by yourself and shut up. Yeah, it's a it's a real and I mean much documented all the talking, and we could sit here and we could go through on one by one all of the absurd things, and we could we could talk about how Debo Samuel <laughs> how how DeAndre Baker had more yards following receptions in this game than Debo Samuel did. How DeAndre Baker, how, how Debo Samuel likely knows DeAndre Baker's name now. Though, to oh, be knows. fair, again, Debo Samuel, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Oh. And so it could very well be he still does not know DeAndre Baker, not out of disrespect, but simply out of stupidity. Simply yep. out of sheer I, ignorance. Debo Samuel And he's not going to trust the. He's not going to trust the coaches to tell him the names because we we are uncertain the coaches can also read and write their own names. How could they learn somebody else's? It's yeah, it's not a it's it's more of an issue of Debo Samuel didn't look like he knew which direction to run on the routes. He certainly didn't know what to do when he was running a slant on third down and the ball hit him in the hands. No, you know those things attached to your wrists that you're supposed yep. to be able to have dexterity with and use in order That's to what grasp those are for. an object. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what we call those. Debo Samuel doesn't have them. He no. doesn't possess those things. Uh, what's his name? Shaquille Griffith? Or Shaquin, Sha- Shaquina, Shaquille. Griffith, Shaquille Griffith? What's his name? From I'm going to just squirm on the <laughs> no, line. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Oh, your boy, Seattle Seahawks, legend. Uh-huh. 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 Legend. He he has a better opportunity. Actually, at the Combine, he came down with more catches than Debo Samuel is going to come down with the, at the Combine with one hand. To be fair, he's got one hand. Debo Samuel clearly has none. Nothing. Clearly has none. DeAndre Baker, two very functional hands. <laughs> we know this. Uh, look, we yeah, we could talk all day about... Um, let me just end on this on the fans hey fans you go ahead you be creative I I, I played college football and had a guy named Renee on the squad uh, and big old dude offensive line coming out of the, coming out of the locker room guys to say Renee's a girl name and they kept on screaming at the entire game and it was kind of funny they, they got creative with his name which is all in jest all in good hey hey fans and all your signs you strung out about Jake Fromm's mom you need to go dig a hole, put yourself in it, and hide because uh, there's a lot of people looking for you. And Jake Fromm's not one of them because he's a, he's a he's a pleasant human being. 
but there are plenty of other people that should be looking for you and you are the worst of them stop now yeah just really it's it's really i told you this before before we came on the air but there's like there was that kid in middle school that nobody liked that was always trying to say the most offensive stuff and like tell the crudest jokes that he possibly could just so that people would laugh around him because he was so desperate for attention that he didn't realize that people were were laughing at him and making fun of him but all he cared about was that they yes. were laughing that's south carolina fans that's who they are they're they're that kid whatever that kid's name was at your middle school you um, know him and and to be fair south carolina is the middle school of the sec east so yeah. it's fine that's who they are that's who they'll uh, you, always be. All you guys got are fart jokes and puke jokes and an F bomb in between right. it. And that's that's all you guys have. That's the kind of person you are. That's absolutely Good right. For you. Let's talk okay, about Daniel. the game. Let's talk about the game, Clint. Give me give me your favorite moment in the game. Give me if I, you could just one moment if you could encapsulate all of your happiest feelings into one moment. Give it to me. I I can't that's that's an impossible task for me to do i i I can't i literally can't i mean you could start with with deandre baker on the first drive of course you could start with the play that set the tone you know what i'm not going to put it into a play i'm going to put it into when my boys and i erupted and that's when the third quarter concluded there there was the moment i said i think i'm beginning to know exactly who we are as a team you said before this game we don't know our true identity yet, and I think it's still being worked out on a couple things, but I know this much. I know who we are on offense from the third quarter. This much I know, and wow. I could not have been more elated ending that quarter going into the fourth saying, guys, we got something incredibly special on the offensive side of the ball. That that third quarter, uh, I I told my wife, that third quarter, I think, is among the most that's that ranks right up there among the most fun times I've ever had watching football in my entire life. I mean, it's not a big game, it's not the Rose Bowl, it's not the SEC championship game. I get that. But if you just want to talk about a quarter where mm. I just enjoyed myself the entire time that third quarter was such a blatant display of aggression and superiority i i couldn't think of anything better my favorite moment of the game was in our third offensive drive of the third quarter i don't know if you remember this drive if you don't you need to rewatch the game uh we obviously received the second half kickoff. We went down the field. We scored a touchdown. Miko Hardman factored in. Hello. We got a three and out. We got the ball back. We went down the field. We scored a touchdown. Miko Hardman, also a factor. Yep. We got another stop. We got the ball back. We went down the field. Again, this time, Miko Hardman, not a factor. Because we ran the ball every single play of the drive. And we just marched down the field. Cade Mays was in the game. 
and he was in a full lather and just toting How people he down the field. came into the game already at that. He did not need a couple of plays to get warm. He came in just man angry from the get go. You know, he came in on purpose and ready to move some people and move some people. He did, and and you could tell what was happening in the game. Oh, yes. You could see it on their faces in the game. South Carolina was quitting right <laughs> before our eyes, and there's never been anything more plain. And did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but the camera caught Kirby on the sideline. Yes. And, and you could read his lips, and he said, break them. <laughs> like freaking Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Kirby just looked at the offensive line from the sidelines halfway through that drive where we just rammed the ball down their throat and he said, break them. And that is who we are. We are, to your point, we are stadium emptier. Uh, We are a stadium emptying team. We're a team that comes in to your house, breaks all your stuff, and then leaves whenever we want. Yes. And, and you, there's nothing that happens. There's nothing you can do about it. That, that's who we are, and that's what we do. There was a moment after that drive, and I, I do remember it because it was exactly as you described. It was like watching the Discovery Channel when the orca whale picks up the seal and <laughs> flips it from side to side. Just yeah. toying with it as it is about to eat. Yeah. Uh, that's what our offense did to South Carolina that drive. Just said, I want to go have fun. And what was great about it is is the entire offense seemed to say, this is what we live for. Like, mm-hmm. coach, I'm fine. The wide receivers, mm-hmm. by the way, I don't know if, if Wims and the rest of the crew that have gone on have left their imprint. If they came to all the wide receivers and said, I don't care how many balls you guys catch. If you do one thing well. Make sure you block 25 yards downfield burying people because everyone, everyone seemed to just relish in the fact uh, that we were breaking their spirits and it only fed into it. I There was a moment where I really thought Kirby was going to go across the field and ask Will if he wanted the Austin Peavy treatment. He said, hey, yeah. bro, we can we can take five minutes off the fourth if you want. Are you let's, are you good? Let's knock good with this that, thing Will? down. Let's knock this thing down. Will would have said yes, too. He, you know, oh, he, he would have said yes. God, that mercy kneel down on the five yard line to end the game. Kirby, Thank Kirby's you a better so man much. than we are. That was Thank you <laughs> so much. But, but and yet, Clint, it would have felt great to score that touchdown. And yet, somehow kneeling on their five yard line is almost like taking a dump on the field. That's like exactly before you leave, like. before you leave, it's like you know what, you know what, we could have gone, and we know where the bathroom is. Just, I just want you to know that. We, we know, I asked you when I came we, in the house, is this one, right. the, the first door on the right? Is, yeah. Is okay, it the first cool. door on the right? I'm going to go out okay. to your pool. <laughs> and I'm just going to stare at you as I do my business. Be, and I, no, I, That's I know where exactly it's at. exactly what Justin Fields taking uh, that knee on the five-yard line was. <laughs> like, look, we know. We know exactly what we're doing right now. Oh, it was so good. Um, uh, look, speaking uh, of that third quarter, before we get too far away from it, and then we'll we'll get back into some more 
announced some more things that stood out to us. Hard to call talking about taking a dump in your in your neighbor's yeah. pool. How, how do we how analysis. do we, uh, how do we come sure. back from that? I'm not I don't, sure. It's I'm not sure. Guys, we're clearly that off the rails already. Breaking down a game, but whatever. <laughs> this is where we are. Um, CBS is not calling us to the halftime show anytime soon. No, they're not. They got Gary Danielson. They don't need well, us. Well, they, um, they they might be on second thought. Um, uh, that third quarter, uh, that that third drive when we scored we went up 40 to nothing kicked the extra point went up or 40 nothing sorry 40 17 kicked the extra point went up 41 17 um i uh you know we're losing our minds you had said earlier you were you were losing your mind um i'm sure all of us listening to this podcast were losing our mind uh one member of my household in particular my son asher Mm. was he was really he was in full throat in his support of the dogs, and so I uh, I was able to get I, I couldn't get much of it, but I was able to pull out my phone and get a little bit of a, a little piece of audio from right there, right after we scored that third touchdown. I think Asher's analysis of what's happening in the game pretty well sums up all of our feelings. He, he speaks for all of us. He really does. So uh, let's 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 play that. Right now. Finished! And there's still three minutes to, to do another touchdown. That's right. But just so can win. You are finished! Finished by the Georgia Bulldogs. Listen, it's 40 to 10. And it's not even the fourth quarter. What are you gonna do? What? Yeah, so that that basically sums it up, right there. We're just, it's just time. It was time to quit. It was, and, it was time and, to go home, guys. And he qu- knew. And quit they did. They absolutely quit. The game was over. That yeah. was it. Take your milk and cookies. Find a warm blankie. Tuck yourself in, boys. Get, it's a, it's get a home. beautiful. Um, let's talk about some position groups. Uh, yes, Clint. Last week on the pod. You and I had some very pointed things to say about the inside linebackers. We would, did. Would you like to amend your thoughts on the inside linebackers after week two? This this goes to Natrez Patrick first. Natrez, mm. I'm sorry. Natrez, we know Bro. you're listening. We Bro. know we know you're listening. I'm sorry, Natrez. If it. If it motivated you, then I'm not sorry. But for diminishing your skill, I'm sorry because he came to play this week, Daniel. He did. He, did. he was thumping people in a bad way. He did. It was so fun to watch. He did. He was bigger and stronger than every person who was in front of him all week. Everyone. That's correct. Um, I thought Juwan Taylor played a great game as well. He played a great game. I thought he played... 
a heck of a game. And when we put in Natrez and Juwan Taylor on third and short, hello. Those are two big old hard-hitting thumpers of of men. And when we put those two, I know we like to keep, you know, Monty Rice or Tay Crowder paired with one of those and we got we've got yeah. like a you know, a faster guy and then a bigger hitter. But when we, when we throw those two guys on third and short, God, that's a heck of a package. That's a heck of a heavy set right there. Uh, Coach is doing this signal where he's just making two fists and he's just throwing them out in the air and looking at those two and saying, you know what to do, guys. Yeah, and they did just, it. And they did uh, it today. There were There were a couple of third down runs that they met at the running back. Off, off tackle, and it was party not, in the backfield. I'll meet you there. Not a pretty sight. It was no. not a pretty sight unless you're a Georgia fan or have a soul. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the. Uh, we we mentioned this briefly, but the not what else can be said about the wide receivers blocking? I, about I, nothing. Tyler nothing freaking Simmons and Riley Ridley blocking. Those Tyler guys. Simmons broke the play. Uh, uh, well, he broke several plays, actually. I, I can't say the play. He broke several plays. Elijah run on a comeback uh, on, a, on a slip screen to the, his side. Tyler Simmons was integral in many, many key plays. And if you don't understand what he brought to the table, he set up guys for huge gains that otherwise would have gone for five yards, turning to 15, 16, 20 yards. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, he had some of those whims type blocks where he is he's jogging upfield carrying a man with him. Yes. You know, just like he's pushing the world's lightest sled in a drill and he's just he's basically in a run upfield where he's just driving a man backwards. Um do you remember and this is this is just such an underrated... We didn't have any idea at the time. Because we didn't know who Kirby Smart was. We no. we had hopes and dreams and whatever. And then we were going to watch us go... Whatever, freaking 7-6 and six, first year. And uh, be an absolute dumpster fire of a team in 2016. But I feel like it was maybe Kirby Smart's very first press conference. Like after his first week of spring practice... At when, when he got hired, and somebody asked him about Terry Godwin, and there yes. and the question is somewhere along the lines of Terry Godwin's a pretty good player, isn't he? He can do this, and he can do this, and he can do this, and and Kirby just completely ignored the question and said, essentially, Terry can't block anybody, so I'm not sure you're ever going to see him. Period. Like yep. that was that was it, and for like six months, that's all we heard about Terry Godwin. That was it. I thought maybe he was going to transfer. Like literally, <laughs> I thought that was it. I thought maybe he had a he had had a violation of team rules, and the team <laughs> rules were he didn't block anybody. Yeah, like, yeah. There was there was a conduct unbecoming to wide receivers, <laughs> and it's you can't push the sled. That was the conduct unbecoming. But let me tell you something about old Terry Godwin right now. That guy can block somebody, and you said he's learned. You said I don't. I think it's you know, is Wims coming back and leading these meetings? I don't think it. I think it's number five. I think number five 
has got that whole wide receiver room, and he's mm. and he's pulling guys aside and saying, "Look, guys, this is not this is not how we do this here. This is what we do here." Terry Gowan is an underrated part of this team. Uh, you know, he had what he had one catch maybe in this game. Yeah. He definitely had a catch. He might have had two. Um, we obviously didn't need him at this game. I don't anticipate we're gonna need him at wide receiver no. very many games this year. I mean, we had a we had a guy, Demetrius Robertson, who didn't touch the ball this game. Uh, I swore I didn't see him in a in a set until the fourth quarter. I mean, oh, no, that's, he was that's probably there. my imagination. I, I no, know that, that's what I. Lot. It's my imagination, but that to your point, that's what it felt like when I saw him finally sneak into a play in my mind's eye. Uh, I was shocked. I was like, "Wait, where have you been all game?" And that's the point. Is last game he showed electric speed. This game we didn't need him, uh, yeah, which is I don't, fine with me. Absolutely fine. Uh, why would it not be fine with you? We won right. hundred to nothing. What? Is based on my memory of the game. Um, That's how I'm going to retell it to other people. But yeah, Terry Godwin, I think, as you may or may not know, Georgia fans, uh, Georgia lost 211 seniors off last year's team. Just uh, everyone. We lost every leader who's ever been to the University of Georgia, who's ever attended the University of Georgia, has left this team. Um, and so... Uh, South Carolina fans have been reminding us of that all week, all month, and how this yeah, team could never yeah, live up to Yeah, there's only one guy returning on defense or something like that. There's maybe, only, uh... maybe one, and um, and he didn't have any tackles last year, no, so it doesn't that. matter. Nope. Uh, look, Terry Godwin's a dude on this team, uh, and yes. those wide receivers are blocking. Uh, who, else, who else stood out to you? You know, this, this group really showed me something this game, uh, and they have shown me in other places clearly and I have high hopes for them but I want to talk about the DBs for a moment okay and I want to talk about I want to talk about the the option the outside run on a couple of things I want to talk about Richard LeCount showing his number and coming downhill and mm-hmm. thumping some guys mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about well we can gush over DeAndre Baker all we want mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a maybe I have a question for you Daniel as it pertains to this who's who's the best tackler on our defense right now because it's J.R. Reed. I, it's not. It's not close. It's, it's J. not J.R. Reed. It's J.R. Reed. Every J.R. time he's the best tackler in the conference. He every time he touches somebody, he is not being shooken off. He is staying with him. He might not take him now, but more often than times he he does. But he's going to hang on till his boys come and help him bring him down. J.R. Reed can play ball on the outside, on the inside, yeah. in coverage, coming down the box. I love J.R. Reed. Richard LeCount was flying. Mm-hmm. He was in he was in great mm-hmm. position the whole game. There was one play he was out of position. I was very upset on that he blew coverage. Uh, but other than that, he played very, very well. We can talk about uh, Campbell um, just blowing up a play. It was a sideline play. It was a little, little pass out to the right. They were in deep coverage. I think it was like cover three or something like that. And he comes running up, and he blew – he he blew the guy back a couple yards and made him run out of bounds, uh, and then of course DeAndre. But Daniel, I loved our DBs playing this game. Just loved them. I'll see I'll see your conversation about the DBs, and I will raise you a conversation about the defensive line because um, let's just start let's start where the bread is buttered. Ah uh, yeah. Let's go to old. Let's go to the fifty two. Uh, I heard I heard a rumor this last mm-hmm. week that. Tyler Clark plays better against college teams than he does 
against teams of of little people. If you That's guys the, uh, if you guys don't know that, go back listen to the last episode. Asher's analysis is don't worry, Tyler Clark's gonna show up again because he plays better he plays against, better college, against teams. college teams, and Austin P is just simply not a college team. Um, yeah. And it turns out that that's that's accurate. That's not that's not a joke. Did uh, he come to play the Daniel? first half? Especially, oh. he was he was he a was monster. Everywhere. He was a monster. He he is going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, this year. And I could not be more excited. That D line as a whole. Can we talk about fifty two rushing yards, Clint? Can that's we talk it. about the number five two? Yeah, that's, that's it, ladies that's, and gentlemen. That's fifty-two rushing yards. Hello. I don't Hello. I don't and did you hear after the game when Georgia players were interviewed, they said their stated goal coming into the game was to hold South Carolina under fifty rushing yards, so they failed. They as failed a, their as goal. a unit. <laughs> And they got 52. And that's, by the way, they they, lo- they left with their heads down, giving up 52 rushing yards. They know they can do better. Than- I mean, you come in to another team that's supposed to be this big physical carbon copy of you. That's what we've been hearing all week, Clint. They're, the, they're just yeah. the, the identical, identical mirror image. Did you know, Clint, did you know that Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp coached together at Valdosta the- State University? Did you know that? I did actually. I they're from they're from like the same tree of coaching. Did you They've know that they're the same person, and so you should expect the same results from them. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They. Oh, oh wait no. a moment. No, we rush for two seventy one, and they rush for fifty two. Two seventy one. Oh. That's okay. that's called imposing yourself onto somebody, <laughs> and you not being able to stop us. That D line. Tyler Clark, my good night. He he slipped off so many blocks, shed his guy, and and stopped cold running backs, wide receivers on on little fly, whatever it was, yeah. sweeps. He did. He was incredible. He was all over the map. He was, but the whole the the D line as a whole really looked good. Um, really, DeAndre stood out Walker to me, especially in the first stood half. out this game too. That yeah. first half, like you said, DeAndre Walker was playing the same level. As Tyler Clark, uh, yep. Britton Cox got in there, and and while he didn't blow up the stat sheet, he was still coming in and setting the edge, and that's what I think was the most impressive to me was they were confined to any lane that they could try to run in. Uh, they didn't. They we were talking about before the game. We were really nervous if we couldn't stop their scheme. Yeah, uh, we knew their scheme, and we said, "No, you may not." pass this no point no thanks uh, it was great now my my one critique if i could put slip in a negative and then i'll get off it really quick my one critique is i am a little nervous about the pass rush there in the, the later third and fourth quarter we weren't getting home uh, bentley had a lot of time standing in the pocket uh that's my only critique that i wish we had more of but yeah run, absolutely is it's one cons- line it's, it's was alarming great. that we did not did we even knock him down we didn't knock him down. I don't even think we knocked him down. It's alarming. And then we're now two games in. Right. And look, you talk about whatever you want. Austin P threw all these little shorties and they didn't like, there's no whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm, okay. But. But still, I, but we still. need to get home. 
I don't. Yeah. So the pass rush for sure is is a bit of an issue. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. We, we're gonna need. Well, I've, I have a feeling we're gonna need some, some like heavy up the middle bull rush pass yeah. rush. I just don't yeah. know that. I don't. I the mean, pocket's we'll gonna see. need to collapse from the inside because yeah. that outside I don't think is getting there. I think we need that push up and and maybe throw somebody out on the outside where we might have some speed spilling over the the edge. To, to that point, there was a nice play call. I think it was the. I think there was a third and eleven. It was the first quarter, and there was this outside blitz that Backer delayed and came through between the guard and the tackle and put some pressure on Bentley and made him throw a little early. Yeah, uh, that was things like that we are going to have to happen. Yeah, we more definitely had often. some pressures. There was yeah. not. It's not like there was no pressure, but we did not hit him, no. uh, which was yeah. disappointing. Uh, hey, back over to offense, real quick. Uh, Elijah Holyfield, this game, Daniel. Give me, I mean, we got Swift. We know we got in Swift. Give me your feels on Elijah Holyfield. I'm going to be honest with you, um, listeners. I almost, uh, I almost like wrote down on uh, on, on, like a notepad sometime in the first half. I can't remember when. I almost wrote down Elijah Holyfield is not good at football. Yeah. Because I was I was about ready to say it. I was about ready to say, "Listen, guys, we we tried. Let's move on. Like, let's move on from this guy. Let's give Cook some more run. Let's uh, see what we got." But then Daniel. But then the second half came along, and he just he looked good, man. He looked good, he looked and so good. I I think he lacks some decision making at. At running back, that just is, it can yes. be frustrating at times. Um, but he has got raw talent. He can, you know, he can run through arm tackles, obviously, and he's got some burst and he's got some speed. Um, when you get a defense that's huffing and puffing a little bit and you put him mm-hmm. in there and. Uh, decision making is not as much of a factor as effort is. Look, give yes. me Elijah all day. Okay, so that's uh, he, I, that's my he, take on Elijah Holyfield. I think that's a very fair take. He plays too much like Cook when he doesn't need to be. That's not his skill set. Uh, intern Michael uh, was was watching the game and he said at one point on on Cook, it doesn't look like the holes. The hole is always an option for Cook. He puts a foot in. He says, nope, not A, not B, not C, not D. Or somewhere in there, he's going to find it and get five yards. It feels like he's just a five-yard factory. Elijah does that same thing sometimes. They're like, oh, not A, not B, not C. And by the time he gets to outside, he's already swarmed up. Or it's like, hey, look, that's that's just not your game, Elijah. Yeah. Hit one or two and pile drive some people because you can. That's the thing that I saw. Uh, in the third quarter, you can do it. Uh, yeah. So I, likewise, I was very frustrated, but then he showed a lot of moxie coming back. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. Uh, all right. Let's let's get to let's get to a few. Let's let's move up, move away from real analysis, and let's move yeah. on to. We're going to talk about a little bit of the rest of the SEC. Um, we're talking about some other games of interest. Um, you guys want to talk about a circus is what you is what you want to say. You want to go 
You want to go Jokesville on a couple of programs. Goodness gracious, there's plenty of jokes to go around. Um, uh, but before we do that, let's 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 talk about let's give a, a few hypotheticals. Okay. On the Georgia season, and let's just see let's see where the conversation goes. So Georgia Georgia fans, this is for all of us. Uh, what worries you more? This is what I want to know. What worries okay. you more now? We're two and zero. We have got a road win over an SEC East opponent. Mm-hmm. Looking ahead to our season, what worries you more? At Missouri in two weeks or at Kentucky later in the year? What worries you more as a Georgia fan, Clint? It's really hard not to play overreaction theater on this one. You got Drew Locke, you got Skinny Legs McGee, whatever Kentucky's quarterback's name is. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's Skinny Legs McGee. If I That's if I'm remembering birth certificate, if I'm remembering the Skinny the back Legs of McGee jersey the correctly, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what worries you more? Both road games. Um, we will be both, a favorite. Yeah. We'll be a favorite in both games. If you know, I I think. Oh man, I think it's still Missouri. Okay, but. But the fact that we're even having that question and I'm pausing at all is says it says everything. I I still think Missouri can put up points. Uh, they got a good quarterback, uh, but Kentucky is no joke on D. Uh, clearly, they got Snell, who talk about punishing people and making them want to quit. If you haven't seen Snell run the ball, it's Guys, it's frightening, and and I mean that with all due. It, it is so frightening. He committed. He committed a class two felony when he ran over a man in a state troopers a dis- almost didn't let him out. Disgusting orange colored jersey. Uh, he, it was. They almost took him out of the stadium in handcuffs because he murdered a man on the field. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, I, but I still think. Uh, I still think it's it's Missouri, but Kentucky. Kentucky, way to play, and you're you're on, we're on notice that you're here. We we see you, Kentucky. We see you. That's a big win. That's a big win for Kentucky. Um, I think it's Missouri for me too, but I'm but I'm not. I cannot I I cannot love enough that it was maybe. I mean the we hadn't even finished shoveling the dirt on South Carolina. And everyone and their brother is already talking about two weeks. Georgia goes to Missouri. Oh, yeah. Trap game. Georgia. Georgia goes and watch out for Missouri. Georgia. Missouri's the team that could really give Georgia. Like we get it. You're trying to We've generate been here a story. Before. Like we get it. And maybe Missouri will give us a game for sure. a half. I don't. I mean, maybe that. Maybe that's Missouri, fair. Maybe Missouri will give us a game. But come on, guys. Like nobody has seen anything this year that makes you honestly believe Missouri's going to give us a game. Okay, yeah. they might surprise everyone and give us a game. It's college football; we, anything can happen. We had that. We had that shootout a couple years ago. That was really disconcerting. I did not like that at all. You mean last year's game? It was a shootout, last year's game. Shootout in the first half. Yeah, it was not a shoot. Yeah. It was a. Sh- 
It was a shooting in the second half. They called in the second a half, shooting. It was, yes. Yes, That's Kirby, where one person Kirby got is armed, the ear of somebody one, and said, hey. And one person is I don't, called a victim. I don't want to see that ever again. Yeah. yeah. That's, that um, is true. But but I don't I don't like that feeling of that first half. No, I sure don't either. And Kirby's going to play that tape once or twice before. The, he's he's going to remind him of what happened. Yeah. Um All right, give me give me give me a, a hypothetical scenario, Clint. Uh, give the people Give the people something to, to worry about. What worries you more? Natrez Patrick staying on the team. Okay. Or Cade Mays playing left tackle for six weeks. Because he's forced to? I assume because he's he forced to, Because yes. he beats yes. out Andrew Thomas. No, he's I'm sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. Andrew okay. Thomas, let's say that the ankle is sprained to a point that he needs lots of time off. So, yes, I'm not saying Cade Maids is now the entrenched starter. I'm talking Andrew Thomas has got some injury, some ligaments that need a lot of healing. What gives you pause more? Six weeks of Cade Mays playing left tackle or trying to keep Natrez on the team for the rest of the season? I mean, n- neither of these things worry me whatsoever, but I'm not worried. I don't not I don't think ever about Natres Patrick and his ability to stay on this team. I think it there's one of two scenarios. Either he's learned his lesson because the dude had to sit out the national championship. He had to he didn't get to go to the Rose Bowl. Okay, like that's not that's not something that you forget. Okay, when your teammates played the greatest Rose Bowl game in the history of college football and you were eating Cheetos on your couch. That's not something that you forget. Or he's an idiot. So, like, those are the two scenarios, and I can't do anything about either of them. And, but I, I think it's – I don't I don't worry about it at all. Doesn't doesn't make me lose any sleep. I think all right. Nature's Pack will be fine. Now, so I guess – you know, if one injury kind of leads to another, is Andrew Thomas favoring his left ankle and then, you know, maybe something happens and some sort of a tweak or he rolls it again, some sort of a ligament situation happens because of it. I don't know. I guess it seems like everything's going to be okay with Andrew Thomas, which the fact that we're not sitting here talking about Andrew Thomas a bunch. That should tell you how well we played this game. Yeah. Because that's our best offensive lineman, people. And yep. And it's not he left the game and I was nervous and then I wasn't anymore. Um it would make me nervous for Cade Mays to be playing in the LSU game. Yeah. Right. That would make if Cade Mays is starting the LSU game, I'm nervous. For sure. Do I think that that's going to happen? No. But I'd be worried by that if it did happen. Not because I don't think Cade Mays is perfectly capable, but because I think when you get some bad men with some bad mm-hmm. intentions, and you're a true freshman, they can make you look real. They can make you look real foolish. And it just takes once looking real foolish. Jake Fromm standing back there, and he loses a football, and you know that's bad things happen. So, yeah, sure, I want Andrew Thomas back. Um, we played Middle Tennessee. 
obviously. We play Missouri after that. We play Tennessee after that. We play Vanderbilt after that. Andrew Thomas, go to go to Daytona for the next four weeks for all I care. Uh, <laughs> check back check back in with me on on October thirteenth. We'll pick you up. We'll pick you up on the way to Baton Rouge. Let's, uh, that's when I'd like to see you fully healthy. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and yes, Tennessee fans, I did just put you right next to Vanderbilt and act like it was the same thing. As you should. Well, hashtag apology to Vanderbilt because they actually looked decent this year. They look. They actually hey, look fairly decent. They put up some points. So Vanderbilt can cover um, some spreads now. Don't, they, don't, hey. don't sleep on betting Vanderbilt. Hashtag locks episode. Here I come. Hashtag <laughs> foreshadow. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's on the Commodore bandwagon. Watch out, guys. I mean, give him the points. They, they've they have easily covered two weeks in a row. Like give me That's give true. me more of that. Uh, Daniel, does it worry you, Jake Fromm's love of the right hash in this game, throwing the football? Mm. Does that worry you at all? No, I don't think so because we didn't take a single vertical shot in this game. No, um, we didn't. A lot of crossers that broke for big plays. Sure, that happened. But, but we didn't run a guy. We didn't run Ridley or Robertson or Mecole or Terry. We didn't run them just vertical and run a big play action this game. And I think it was because by the time we really got the run game lathered up, we didn't have to because mm-hmm. they, they they couldn't stop us. And the game was in hand. You're not going to throw bombs when it's 41-17, you know, or it's or it's 34-17. to 17, You're about to run into the end zone to make it 41-17. So, uh, no, it doesn't bother me. All right. It doesn't bother me. Let me ask you this. Speaking of Jake Fromm. This is not a prediction. I'm asking you a hypothetical question. Would you rather Justin Fields look markedly better than Jake Fromm against MTSU? I'm talking about noticeably you'd have to be a blind man not to see one of these guys is much better than the other against MTSU this week. Would you rather that or... Us only beat MTSU by 14 points. Which would you rather? Controversy at quarterback or a 14-point win against MTSU? Everything status quo. Nobody's nobody's fussing about anything. Give me the perceived quarterback controversy and crushing Middle Tennessee State. You'd rather Fromm go out there, throw two picks, get sacked. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying well, we win. We win by 35. Um, Fromm goes out there, looks real bad. Fields comes in, goes nine of well, ten see, yeah, for 210 I guess in my mind, yards. In my mind, the game's already at hand, and Fromm didn't have to do much. And Justin Fields comes in and lights up everything and looks good. And that in my mind, but as you're playing it out to me, no, I'm from... saying I'm saying in this scenario, we're down three to oh. nothing in the second quarter, and Fromm's and, and turned Fields it over twice. And oh. Fields comes in, and on his first play, he runs a play action, and he throws a 60-yard strike to Demetrius Robertson. 
down the left sideline, and then yep. he never looks back, and he, and we win by forty points, and he, yeah, he goes fifteen to sixteen and rushes for one hundred and ten yards. Yeah, sure. Give me that all day long because I don't care who's playing quarterback as long as we're winning and we're beating people and we're killing them. I I don't care. You don't sure, ca- give me see. That. I don't care about who plays quarterback. I care about what I have to listen to. All no, week. I, I, don't I, don't, I don't care about that either. No, I, I, do. I don't care about. I can't. No, whatever. Give me the guys thinking they know better than Kirby and everyone else and the coaches and the team. I, I don't. Whatever. Those people don't bother me because right. they're morons anyway. Give me, give me, us killing people. All right, all day long. All right, there you go. Um, uh, d- okay. W- would you rather? Uh, Ridley establish himself as the go-to person, the wide receiver core. Okay. All of our wide receivers. We we got some good ones going on. Would you rather Ridley be the guy? that establishes himself and says we need a first down we're gonna go get it he's our guy or for the entire rest of the year no one established themselves as the go-to guy i say no one i say i say i say forget the perception and the idea that you have to have this go-to guy i say no one is the go-to guy, and I don't. This is not. This is not basketball. You know, this is not like fourth quarter, late in the shot clock. We need a bucket. Who are we gonna? Who are we gonna go to? You gotta have a guy. You know, you need LeBron. You need Yante Mayton. You need whatever on your team so that you you gotta get a bucket. You go here, and you get your bucket. You JJ Frazier. You know, like you get that's. In basketball, you need that guy more so yep. than in football because there's never just one guy out there running a route. And so why would it be a bad thing if there were three guys out there running a route and all of them were just as good of yeah. options as any of the others? That's that's a... Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Watching me, Cole, go off on this game and knowing we got Godwin, knowing... D Rob and Nada, knowing the amount of horses we got in the stable, I really don't care if we have a a perimeter guy that is the guy. I don't I don't care because we don't need him because we have so many different ways to slice and dice you and cut you up and bully yeah. you. Yeah, that- yeah. People talking about and Miko had himself a whale of a game. Obviously, he showed why. Demetrius Robertson is not the only athlete on this team. Demetrius Robertson is not the only cat that can do electric things with the ball in his hands. No. Uh, but people out of this game talking about Miko, like, okay, this is the guy that's going to... Look, I don't I don't know that I would tell you I think Miko Hardman is going to lead Georgia in receiving yards this year. I don't... There's no. There's no reason for me to believe that. Well, and if you did say it, you couldn't say it with complete certainty. You might guess that, but there's no way you can lock that down. Yeah. I mean, next game, it's not going to be Mikkel. It'll be somebody else. No. The game after that, it likely won't be Mikkel. It'll be somebody else. I I could be wrong, and Mikkel could just be better. 
than other dudes on this team. But yeah. uh, but I don't think so. I don't think that's right. how it's going to go. So, uh, All right, let's talk a little bit about the SEC. we only got a few minutes left. Um, let's talk about this. Let's start with... We'll start in the east. We'll start. Mm-hmm. We'll start down in in Gainesville. We'll start down yeah. in the in the dump, in the uh, in the truck stop of a town, <laughs> in the flying J of a stadium that the, is the honey the honey bucket of college football teams. Yeah, the porta potty of dumpster fires. That is that is accurate. Uh, what do you think about the action down in the swamp, Clint? Uh, we have been on record for mocking the Arizona State hire of Herm Edwards for some time. It turns out that if you're a Florida fan, you might as well have hoped for Herm as opposed to Mullins because guys are, rats are running. Now, I, I don't mean to call Lemon a rat. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. I got no idea. I don't know the guy. Uh, but you got people fleeing the program minutes after a loss to Kentucky. 31 years in the making fleeing uh, the program fleeing. they're they're running for their lives uh so what if you guys that? didn't see the the news running back declared 33 minutes was the timestamp. 33 minutes after mullins looked lost and confused guy says i'm out i'm transferring i'm taking my talents elsewhere it's been real peace it's been real the- but honestly Good riddance to you all is yes. essentially what he said. Uh, yes, dude. That reading that if you haven't if you haven't read it, dog fans, try to find it. Try to find this. You know, you know how people make announcements these days. They just type it on the notes app of their phone. Somebody get Evernote one time. Can we one can time? We talk please. To, can we talk to people about Evernote? Can we just do a public service announcement for yes. no, Evernote is better than the Notes app, guys. Just I don't know. It's guys, it's free. Just use it one time. You'll you'll see that it's better. Anyway, people type out their announcement. If you can find the little Notes app from Lemons, just he said he says I will miss some of my teammates. <laughs> he says I learned a lot from the previous coaching staff. <laughs> He says, I'm going to go somewhere where they actually will use the talents that I have. I mean, wh- why are you mad, bro? Like, this, just tell us, how you re- tell us how you really feel one time. How's Dan Mullen as a person? Uh, Dan Mullen looked lost. I, Guys, that's turns Jim, out- that is Jim McElwain. He's talking about being a better coach. Then where's the where's uh, where's Jim at these days? Come on now, he's like yeah, he it, he's an analyst for Alabama. I'm pretty sure that's uh, a, that's, that's where everybody that's is. what he's doing. That's, that's what everybody does. Right. You're you're grabbing coffee for Nick and on the way bringing a report from the printer. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> that's correct. You're not allowed to read it on the way because no, Nick no, doesn't trust you. I wouldn't you trust that. you. No, <laughs> Nick doesn't trust you to read. Uh, uh, to be fair, uh, yeah, you, you have to earn that. Yeah. Um, uh, what about the the rest of the the, the east? Uh, well, I mean, Florida looked bad. South Carolina looked bad. Um, Vandy looks Va- like they're more competent than last year. Vandy looks solid. Obviously, Kentucky had a had a huge win. Um, Missouri looks like they're going to be exactly who we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, Missouri hasn't done anything. 
um, different than I expected. You know, everybody's talking like Georgia won the East today, and that may be true. Mm, I mean, no. for sure, well, that yeah. may be true, but but we can't. Yeah, we we still got to go take care of our business. The the yeah, good don't news, think like that. The good news is none of the undefeated teams in the East right now are going to. There's only one team that's got a shot in the SEC East after what I saw on Saturday to win the rest of its SEC games, and that's South Carolina. Okay, Florida is not winning the rest of its SEC games. Not a chance. Which means that we could lose to any team left on our schedule. Yep. And still win the East. So even if it's an East team, even if it's not LSU or Auburn, which are obviously the two most likely candidates for a team that could um, that could knock us off, but even if we lose to Missouri or Kentucky or Florida, uh, I'm not even going to throw Tennessee in there. I'm sorry. Don't do it. I'm sorry. Nope, I'm not going not to. Not worth our breath. Even if we lose to one of those other three teams, though, um, I think still... 41 nothing. I think still a very real possibility that we... A very good possibility that we win the East. So, um, yeah. yeah, Saturday was good for the Dogs. Um, Texas A&M. What about the uh, Texas A&M? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Let's flip to the other side. What about the West? Uh, well, the West has some highs and lows on Saturday. Okay, <laughs> they do. Let's talk about the highs first. Texas A&M um, looked looked good. They look good. They did. Kellen Mond There's... looked great at quarterback. Kellen Mond looked like he could stand in the pocket and deliver a pass against any rush. Possible. Let me tell because you because his O line didn't know him. No favors to him. Two things that we're learning. Okay, and it's about it centers around two men in particular, and I, it, it hurts me to say because, mm-hmm. but you look at three programs. <laughs> okay, okay, look at it's three stuck. programs, and you know everything <laughs> you need to know about two men. Okay, yeah. let's start down in <laughs> let's start down in Tallahassee. Go to Tallahassee. Friends, oh, man. what is happening in Tallahassee right now? If you don't know, freaking FSU almost lost to Samford. That's Samford with an M. Yep. Samford in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, so that happened after they looked yep. like a JV soccer team trying to play football for the first time against Virginia Tech. They almost came out and lost to Sanford. And then uh, you go over to Texas A&M, who all of a sudden, this is the same Kellen Mond that played on this team last year. The same, same guy. guy. Same guy. It turns out that that you can't turn over a roster in six months. Same guy. Same guys in Tallahassee, by the way. Same guys. Same guys. Same guys at Texas A&M. And then, let's keep on going west. And uh-huh, let's, keep let's, going. Let's head on out to the desert. Because... Where, where you took a man who could have been a Heisman runner, who rushed for 1,500 yards last year, yeah, and a, a gaggle of touchdowns, and, and Arizona Kevin, and Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin looks like maybe the worst coach in the history of football. Worst 
coach. I'm talking about this is a guy that couldn't be Dan Mullen's offensive coordinator right now. Nope. He looks atrocious. And so, listen, say what you want, but all three of those scenarios speak very well about a certain Jimbo Fisher. That's gosh. That's the that's only conclusion. Tasting. That's the only conclusion you can draw from looking at those three programs for the first two weeks of the season is that Jimbo leaves, and that program is in shambles. Yep. Jimbo comes to a program that couldn't do anything, and they look markedly improved. Uh, so Texas A and M, interesting. Now on to the, on to maybe the. Yeah. Let's give the SEC West a little reality check here. <laughs> um, first of all, Ole Miss, our boys down at Ole Miss really struggled. On Saturday, For who did they play? Three and, three and a half quarters. They were just, they didn't know how to stop a single soul to I'm, save their life. Who who was that game? Who were they playing? Uh, it was, Literally, no, I got it right here. It was, uh, yeah, it was Southern Illinois, the, the <laughs> dynamic uh, offense of the Salukis of Southern Illinois. Throwback, it, I, throwback to the 2002 NCAA tournament when Georgia lost to Southern Illinois in the second round. Way back machine. Jarvis, Jarvis Hayes, uh, hashtag Jarvis Hayes, hashtag Jim Herrick, hashtag stay in school kids. Uh, <laughs> a lot of hashtags in this episode. Uh, a lot of hashtags. I was just going to say, Daniel, I think up, you're, you're dating up, yourself gave already. Up 41, gave up 41 to Southern Illinois, but they are not... The dumpster fire of the SEC West, even though Ole Miss did not look good, because Arkansas, Clint, Arkansas, oh they a bad team. They're just. You said you said someone may be the worst coach, and mm. I may know the worst notable household name. They, they've had some times of national attention. The worst team that has a household name, and that is Arkansas. They are. Atrocious to watch. Congrats! It's bad. Congrats to Mike Bobo. Uh, But got Georgia fans. Let's don't get crazy. Let's don't act like Mike Bobo went out and won this game. Arkansas is a Arkansas is a real bad team. Real bad team. Just a real bad team. I'm not saying Chad Morris can't get it done there, or that he won't find some players that can do it. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're a bad team. Yep. Uh, All right. Well, um, we will be back later in the week. As always, we will have we got some, we will be, we got some locks to take care of. We will be of. picking more locks. We'll be reviewing. Uh, by the way, fantasy football week two recap. Ah, uh, yeah, your boy Daniel. Daniel, Daniel took it, even though Juwan Taylor saved his boy DeAndre, who just didn't want to touchdown points. DeAndre Baker could have had me those points, but he just said, "You know what? We don't need them. We don't need we don't those need points them because get, they're going to win." Daniel give, took week two. Give him to Juwan. We're tied <laughs> one one point apiece, one week apiece yeah. in wins. Uh, our, our locks this week, we were much better than week one. I came out 500 on locks this week, four and four. Uh, Daniel did markedly improved as well. You came out five and three. Is that correct? Uh, it depends on how you're counting. Uh, if all the okay. games that we picked, yes, I did finish yep. over 500. On the actual technical locks, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. We'll get okay. into that on Thursday's episode. We'll get into we that will. on Thursday's episode. But we so are better. We're, we're doing better for you people. We'll, we'll be back um, on Thursday. 
Again, with that, as always, you can subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, give it a rating, give it a review. We appreciate all of that. We appreciate you listening. We will be here along the along the along for the ride the whole season with you all. So until Thursday, uh, enjoy a couple days just to bask in the glory of not being South Carolina Georgia fans. Mm-hmm. Just just enjoy it. Soak it in. Count your blessings. You're not South Carolina. Amen. All right. That's it for us. We'll talk to you later.